Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvuk Podcast. As always, this is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right. So today's podcast is titled Conflating the Swastika with the Hakenkreuz or whatever it's pronounced as. So before you accuse me of mispronouncing the word, I will pronounce So you can kiss my you-know-what. So now that I have clarified that bit, now let's get on to the serious business. So it, this has been happening for a while. Um, there is some white supremacist attack in the West, especially in the West, because this is a uniquely Western issue. Uh, it's always conflated with uh, the swastika. Now, again. Why am I speaking a lot more than normal than I usually do in the podcast is because I have to lay the groundwork to make all of you understand why we are discussing this. Dekho, I sit in India. Mere ghar ki entrance mein swastika. Meri gaadi ke upar swastika. Mere gate ke upar swastika. Mere bahar ke mandir ke upar swastika. Meri factory ke har machine ke upar swastika. Mere ko to kuch farak nahi padta hai. Na mujhe koi bolta hai. Magar, when you live outside India, Hindus you know, it's a it's a symbol. It's an auspicious symbol for us. हमारी life की हर चीज उससे चालू होती है. हमारी हर पूजा में सबसे पहले उसे बनाया जाता है. And when the diaspora does it, because I have seen it with my own eyes, by the way, because when I used to live outside India, it was a pain to explain to people कि भाई तुम्हारा वाला तेड़ा है, हमारा वाला सीधा है, हमारे वाले में चार बिंदु हैं, तुम्हारे वाले में कोई बिंदु नहीं है, but it, it gets tough and there are cascading effects to each and everything. So a few days ago, Pushpita, you know, sent me, I, I, by the way, I was not aware of this. So Pushpita had sent me an email where I was pleasantly surprised that a member of parliament, Chandra Arya, made a statement calling to distinguish between the Hindu religious sacred symbol swastika and the Nazi symbol of hatred, the Akinkroy. So I was like, this is big, so let's talk about as always, to talk about it, uh, we have Nikun Srivedi and Pushpita Prasad from Kona. Namaste. Guys, welcome. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for having us. So first of all, sorry to both of you because I said a lot normal se, because you must be like, what happened to you? Last time, I was saying a lot less, this time, I was saying a lot less. So let's start with you, Nikunj. Yeah. Uh, so how do we frame it? So I guess in the framing, let's start with a little bit of history first of both the symbols. Because let us assume that people genuinely don't know what the ah. two symbols are. It, let us assume even Hindus don't know what the swastika is. Assume karke hi start karte hai ki aapko pata nahi hai. They don't understand. So my first request to you would be ki first tell everyone what the swastika is, what it's you know what it represents and what it means to Hindus, and then maybe what the Nazi symbol is and what yeah. it represents and what it means to the crazy cuckoo people who used to use that. So no, thank you for having us, of course. Uh, so let's start with a, a little bit of history lesson. Um, uh, for swastika, of course, it's a sacred symbol for Hindus, Buddhists, and Jains. And it's, uh, you know, it's derived from the two words, su and asti. So it's a very auspicious symbol that symbolizes peace, harmony, good luck, new beginnings. Uh, it also symbolizes the four Vedas. It symbolizes the kind of the, the, the you know, patterns of the, so the universe. Um, very different. There's so many different meanings across the entire uh, you know, Hindu, Buddhist, and Jain literature. 
for Hindus, we see that, as you said, you know, in different cultural festivals, in uh, on your cars, on your wedding ceremonies, when uh, people have mundan, you know, the kids have mundan, uh, they put a swastika on the head, the forehead, on the head. Um, when you're doing uh, in the, in the mandirs, you see that. So there, you cannot be without a swastika in a typical Hindu's life. Okay, that's number one. Number two is for Buddhists and Jains. Buddhists symbolizes the the heart of the Buddha, uh, the four Aryan noble truths. So many different things within the Buddhist tradition. Similarly, on the, in the Jain tradition, it symbolizes the four different uh, types of uh, beings that you can bo be born in. You in 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 Jains actually, the swastika is so important that you have to draw a swastika when you are in the mandir and things like that. So there's all these different, very, very strong um, significance and symbolism for these three major religions, okay? And I'm going to come to the words. The, the words well, words are very important, and context is very important. So th this is the symbolism for swastika. It's it's a about 14 to 15,000-year-old easily symbol. Uh, actually, Indian uh, the, some of the Indian Institute of Technology um, research shows that some of the first appearances of the swastika were in some of the ancient caves that are form, formed, I believe, in Madhya Pradesh, if I'm not mistaken. She so goes back to 12 to 14,000 very easily, potentially even older. And from there, you know, uh, you see the this type of a symbol in other traditions as well, whether you look at Native Americans or whether you look at ancient African traditions, even in, in European traditions, uh, even you'll see that in, in, in some of the churches. So if you go to churches in Europe, if you go to churches in uh, in Mexico, you will find the the, uh, the equivalent, and I'm going to come to what the equivalent really is, uh, in those churches and stuff. If you go to Ethiopia, the church of Lalibela, you'll find that uh, they actually use it as a symbol. So it's on the cross itself. Okay, so this type of, uh, so swastika, just to, so that everyone knows, is a Sanskrit word, that it applies to only three religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Some Sikhs use it, but really speaking, these three major traditions use uh, it. Also, I just want to add something yeah. over here. The swastika has been found in artifacts in Indus Valley civilization. That's so right. to the buddhijivis who keep conflating it with the hack and croys, uh, I want to ask So it's, it's literally there. Yeah. 14, 14,000 you know, before Indus Valley civilization. It's even before, yeah. right? So it's it's an ancient hero symbol. So Abhi, now the, the point is, Native Americans, First Nation people all over the world, they're equivalent. So now, like I said, swastika, the word is very important. It's a Sanskrit word that is only applies. When you say swastika, it only applies to three religions. Uske mm -hmm. baad, out, outside, there are different words. Uh, there's the filfa, the word called filfat. There's, uh, you know, the um, croy grammarian. There are like different words that are used for this symbol. Even in the Native American tradition, it's called the whirling log. The English version of it is called the whirling log. So it's not the same word. It might look a similar symbol used in sacred ways and things like that. Now, let's come to the Hakenkreuz. What does Hakenkreuz mean? Hakenkreuz means hooked cross. It's a German word that is very specific. Now, when you look at the Nazi party and, and Hitler's, right? Most people don't know the history. So I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about the history. Yeah, in the beginning, when, when, when uh, there was a guy named Hendrik Schliemann in the 19th century, he discovered something in the Mound of Hayserlik, uh, sort of in, in Turkey, you know, sort of Turkey area. And he came and said, or rather, sorry, not Turkey, uh, in Greece. And he came back and he said, uh, you know, I found these artifacts. What is it? So he, he consulted some people. Okay. And one of the people that he had was a guy who was uh, uh, like his helper, the French guy, Emile Bournoff. So he had a little bit of knowledge of Hinduism, you know, some things he was thinking about. So he, he said, potentially, this is that. Okay. 
Now, what's really important is he actually asked someone else that many people in India know about, Max Muller. Okay, he wrote a letter to Max Muller and he said, "Hey, you are a good Sanskrit scholar. You know, you know things about India. Is this related to Hinduism or is this the swastika?" Max Muller writes him a letter back saying that I would be very careful to mention the word swastika because swastika applies only to the religions that have been born out of India. And therefore, using the word swastika for this symbol can subject these people to grave prejudice. You can find this, the exact wording on our website, kona.org slash swastika. So Max Muller warned this guy not to use the word. Still, he went ahead and used the word. So now that's how one of the reasons why people can conflate the swastika with the, the hooked cross. Now, let's come to, now that's one in German nationalism. So that was the genesis of all this confusion. But then comes Hitler and the Nazi party. So Hitler was a very, very strong Christian. He's a very devout Christian. He went to, uh, you know, sort of like a Christian school uh, early on, and he continued his connection. So for him, <clears throat> there was always the cross. Okay. And he saw that in when he was growing up in, uh, in Austria, he saw all these different symbols uh, when he was studying at the, uh, at the Abbey in the church. And he saw that every day he would see it on this one guy uh, right on his coat of arms, as they call. Um, and, and he would walk through that Abbey's uh, you know, corridor and stuff. So for him, that symbol etched in his head. But that was always associated with the cross. Now, remember, Germany is a devout Christian country. Even today, uh, one of the biggest parties that Angela, Angela Merkel belongs to is called the Christian Democrats. Okay, so Germany has been a very devout Christian country. In Germany, the Lutheran, the sort or the Lutheran Church, sort of the um, the you know, so that side of the world, uh, you have the Protestants and the Catholics, right? So the Protestant mm -hmm. Church was actually very against Jewish community. Okay, there's a history behind it, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of anti anti Jewish or anti Semitic stuff that has come out of that side of the church. Okay, and then what happened was there was already anti-Semitic uh, sentiment that had been developing over the years. So basically Hitler was just born into that and he took advantage of that. And he said, I need to design a symbol that would appeal to people. So he used two interesting things. One is he used the hooked cross, the Christian cross, where he, he basically said Jesus was really born as an Aryan. So he called he made a Jesus as an Aryan. Now, don't worry about what the Aryan symbolism in Hindus. His version of Aryan was a fair white person with blue eyes who was, you know, this lost race who was ruling the world. So he made Jesus a Aryan, okay? Then instead of Jesus being born in the Middle East, he was born somewhere else. Like he's changed the, even he's like, oh, Jesus was maybe here or he visited this place, things like that. So he conflated a lot of things about Jesus. He corrupted the entire idea of Jesus, but then he used the cross. So when you look at the Nazi emblem, right? This is a red with a black uh, sort of hooked cross in the middle and white circle. So he designed yeah. that and he, he got inspiration from other designs. He designed it very specifically. And in that he used interesting symbol is he also was inspired by Marxists. Okay, he went to a Marxist rally where he saw red flags uh, to see like how thousands of people are inspired. So he used red as one of the uh, colors in his emblem, and then he used the hooked cross because his hooked cross symbolizes the death of Jesus and the persecution of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. So this guy is sitting in a cell, a jail cell, you know, sarawing, and he's thinking about how to resurrect himself, how to come back. So then he creates this powerful imagery. That is mm. very, very attractive from a Nazi perspective. And that's what becomes 
the hooked the the a Nazi emblem. It has nothing to do with swastika. Just so everybody knows, in this German language, no word swastika exists. But there are multiple words that refer to the cross. So, for example, Hakenkreuz is hooked cross. Then there is uh, Balkenkreuz. Then there is uh, um, Krummkreuz. There is Ritterkreuz. There's all these different types of words that have the ending kreuz. So all of a sudden you have Balkenkreuz, uh, you know, um, uh, Krummkreuz, Ritterkreuz, etc., and then you have swastika. How does that work? So that doesn't make sense. So th that's why it has nothing to do with swastika. It has everything to do with the hooked cross. Because for him, the cross symbolized the victory and the resurrection of the German people as well as the Nazis, right? That's the symbolism. And, and there is also the fact that the church, and this is very documented evidence, you can find it on various Jewish websites, the Vatican church and the church itself actually held or turned the other way when Hitler was actually doing this. Now, how did this conflation come about? Just to finish the point, mm -hmm. this conflation came about because of, first of all, bad translation. Okay, so the translations of Mein Kampf, which were the main work of Hitler, was translated into English, and people just decided to, for, for whatever reason, use the word uh, swastika to translate into from Hakenkreuz to swastika. But the original, one of the original translations, 1938 or so, by this guy, uh, um, I'm forgetting, uh, forgetting his name right now, but this British guy essentially did not use the word swastika. He actually used the word hooked cross. Then comes the New York Times. In roughly in the 19th, early 1930s, uh, New York Times actually used the word Hakenkreuz. Okay, and I have evidence. We have created this evidence on our website and on our Twitter handles. He, they used the word Hakenkreuz to describe what Hitler's cross was. For some reason, about 10 years later, that word in New York Times changes into swastika. And New York Times, again, remember, it was a very popular uh, newspaper at that time, too. So most people between the translations and the New York Times, um, you know, deliberation, however you want to call it, deliberate changing, now conflate the two symbols. But it has never been stopped. We have never stopped using it. For thousands of years, we've been using it. It's called swastika. So when you refer to the Nazi symbol of hate, it should always be referred to as Hakenkreuz or the Nazi hooked cross. One of the two. It is not a swastika. There is no such thing. And I know you mentioned earlier, actually, none of that exists. Okay, because in, 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 the, in German uh, symbols, yeah, on the, on the Nazi flag, it's a tera symbol, it's a, it's a crooked symbol. But in other places, it's a straight one. So I would tell Hindus or Buddhists and Jains not to even mention that because that is being apologetic. That has nothing to do with our symbol. And I'll give you one small example. In the Western world. You they also have a flipped one. So exactly. So I would suggest we don't even talk about that because it, it doesn't matter. Now I'll give you an example how the West has done another symbol different. There is a symbol called burning cross. Mm. Ku Klux Klan and white supremacist. Absolutely, they, I know. Uh, so they use the burning cross versus the sacred cross. So you see the sacred cross on, on a church, other places, you know, people's you know, necks and things like that. Nobody goes and says, hey, you need to, you know, you're a Nazi or you're a white supremacist because you're wearing a cross. So why does it have to be that when someone is having a swastika, they are saying you are a Hitler or Nazi symbolizer or sympathizer. No one cannot, can't, can't people distinguish between the fact that 
the burnt the the, the the Nazi symbol when it's showing up in places, it's a Hakenkreuz versus when such a similar looking symbol shows up amongst Native Americans, among Hindus, Buddhists, Jains, and other people, ancient Africans, etc. That has nothing to do with hate. In fact, it's a symbol of auspiciousness. It's like an anti Hakenkreuz. So I just be, so we can talk more, but I you know I've talked a lot, so I want to just kind of put the context in place. Yeah, yeah, not only so I was just laughing actually. Kisine comment will kai angres sare words change kar dete pronunciation ke le is ki kyo marli. Actually, a bot valid question hai ki, uh, you know, white people are known to dumb down words so that they can pronounce this properly. I guess wo Hakenkreuz must have been very hard. Meri patri hai dar bol bol leke wo word. Toh unhone bola hoga Hakenkreuz, swastika. Hakenkreuz, swastika. Okay, swastika wins. But Europe mein actually the funny thing is you if you mention that they should have used the word filfart. Theek hai. Yeah, feel fought or cross, very simple. But if they use that, what happens to them? They actually pin the blame on Christianity, which is actually the source of this issue. So we have nothing to do with this. The first, if most people don't, you know, there's a faction of interfaith dialogue. Look at an interfaith dialogue. So interfaith dialogue, the first interfaith dialogue most people don't realize was between the Jewish community and the Christian community many, mm -hmm. many years ago. Centuries ago, because the Christian com the Christian community was persecuting the Jewish community, there are all these historical uh, facts which we don't need to go into, but that's how the first interfaith uh, dialogue started. Uske baad, uh, the Muslim community joined because there was a uh, you know the Crusades and uh, jihad, you know all these things were going on. Uske baad dunya mein interfaith cheeze, but interfaith dialogue has nothing to do with us because we were never in a in a conflict. We were always shastrarth. You know, debates, things like that. Hamlok ek dusle ko, you know, like uh, massive genocide nahi kar rahe the. You know, the, the discussions between the Harmic traditions involved a lot of Shastra, a lot of like, you know, debates and arguments, intellectual debates. We didn't have to go and say, you know, we have been for thousands of years, we've been persecuting each other. Let's talk about it. So it's a very different. That's why the idea of this Hakenkreuz has nothing to do with the Hindus, Buddhists, or Jains. It has everything to do with Christianity and how Hitler used it. And the Vatican, by the way, also um, declassified certain, uh, I, mean, I, maybe, I, don't, I don't know how many years ago, about 20, 30 years ago or so, they declassified certain archives of Pope Pius. Pope Pius was the, was the Pope uh, who actually supported and, and worked with the Nazis. He never turned the other way. He, he, he knew about the genocide, but he never turned around. And um, you know, even groups like New York Times for, failed to publish this. So Ashley Rinsberg, another guy, a Jewish guy from Israel, he actually has written about the bias and, and talked about the bias of New York Times. New York Times failed to cover the genocide. So you can see that they have a lot of these issues in when it comes to Western media. So this is also another example of Hindu phobia, because when people look at this symbol, they automatically associate that with you know, the Nazi symbol. And that is wrong. Only a handful of people around the world if you look at the two billion people tend to use this or equivalent symbols as a sacred symbol. So you can't just erase the entire two billion people. Well, you could if yeah. you had the privilege the West does. Yeah. I mean, Not without resistance. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. So Pushpita, let's let's talk about this. Um, so countries are actively considering so and, and uh, i don't know how many so maybe you can inform us about that too so there have been constant calls about banning this symbol from active usage in any form in in any kind in in 
in multiple Western countries. And as far as I'm concerned, I know in, in America, considering the First Amendment, the probabilities of this happening are relatively lower than any other part of the world. But what people don't understand is when it comes to free speech, people have this misconception that they think every Western country has this concept of free speech like the United States of America does. Well, lo and behold, they don't. They, uh, people don't realize that, you know, the next door neighbors down there in Canada, my Sasural, they don't understand free speech like the Americans do. It's, it's a very different concept. So could you maybe tell everybody about what kind of efforts have been made? Um, how successful have they become? And how much should uh, the Hindu community be worried that something that is so integral to their belief system might get banned someday. Yeah, thank you. So I think we should be very worried because, well, first off, you know, um, Germany, it is banned, has been banned since the Holocaust. So it's already banned in certain places. But Kona got involved in this because three different U.S. states passed, were considering bills to pass it. There was the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, and the state of Maryland. So if you think about it, yes, we sort of rely on the First Amendment, but these bills do go far unless you start to educate and advocate. And I think one of the problems with the Indian community is that we think education and advocacy is a bad word. We don't want to get political or in, get into trouble. And, you know, as the Swastika campaign has shown us that many times the lawmakers and their staff are actually appreciative of these efforts because we make a lot of assumptions. Um, but so do they. Uh, they sort of work on the assumption that if something is a problem, if some, something is impacting a community, that community will come and speak up. That's how the American system works in many ways. So when we refuse to participate in it out of fear of being political or speaking up or standing out, we are actually sort of not participating in the system properly. And we end up paying the consequences. So there were three American states that were doing it. Australia is also making some moves around it. And then obviously the Canadian one that we uh, brought to your attention, that's kind of the flavor of the flavor du jour right now. Um, there may be others, but it's sort of a whack the mole situation. Um, you know, the Hindu community is sort of in this thing that they're always sitting around which country, which state, which um, body or institution is next going to pop up and say this is a bad symbol or it needs to be banned, etc. Because we talked at the state and lawmaker level, but every now and then you'll see a school board saying, oh my God, this is hateful, it needs to be banned. You'll see an individual lawmaker saying it. So these are all evidence that there is a widespread belief that there is some inherent evil in this symbol and people who use it by association are you know, supremacists supporting Nazi or bad. And there's a huge problem with this kind of assumption um, being, I mean, you were talking from a diasporic perspective, so I'll definitely talk about that from a diasporic perspective. But it's in an interconnected world, this also directly starts to impact India. But looking at it from the diaspora perspective, every Mandir you go to anywhere across the world, you will find they are much more discreet, um, obviously, because we respect the local culture we live in. Uh, but they're there. You will find swastikas. But even if you say, okay, fine, the mandirs can educate themselves and remove it, what do you do with the thousands and thousands of Indians who immigrate out every year or go to colleges, go for work? Think about a young student, you know, 18-year-old uh, girl or boy leaving home, arriving, going to uh, halfway across the world into a dorm, and their mother or their father or their grandmother has given them a little sacred symbol, you know, for good luck, for, you know, 
बच्चे सुखी रहो सेफ रहो एटसेट्रा ये तुम यू नो और इट कुड बी एन एयर लोम मे बी योर ग्रैंड मदर वो लाइक स्वस्तिका ज्वेलरी एंड यूर टेकिंग दैट विथ यू और समथिंग यू नो लिटिल मूर्ति so many things little puja artifact or have the puja artifacts of swastikas on them you put it in your dorm room remember you're going to be sharing your dorm room with somebody who's most likely unaware of all this nuance um you go you walk in you set up your stuff you go out your roommate comes in and is completely thrown because they come into their room they don't know who you are and suddenly they see this oh my god supremacist nazi symbol sitting and they are like i have to share a room with this person for the next 12 months help get me out of here right so i'm just trying to bring something that's very relatable that will impact somebody right coming from india with perfectly good intentions and um you know i'm not exaggerating this a version of this did happen um a few years ago in georgetown university and, and ironically the guy targeted there was actually a jewish uh, student because he had gone to india and he had picked up a art couple of artifacts or something and he had just and he was actually he understood the he understood the differences between these symbols and he said you know i am going to display this symbol in my dorm room and the guy basically got into so much trouble as a jewish person and he was the descendant of you know holocaust survivors even then nobody was willing to listen to him so think about if they are not willing to listen to a jewish student who understands the system who speaks the lingo who's articulate and is a descendant of holocaust survivors if they're not willing to listen to him what chance do you think does this naive indian student arriving into a new milieu have right i mean they're just going to start off their student life as oh my god look at this hateful person so i just bring up a very small practical example why every indian needs to care about it not just diasporic indian we were we are already used to some of these changes you know when we do our new car pujas the pandit will either put an om or if he puts a swastik he kind of says yeah it's okay if you want to wipe it off before you drive so but remember these sound like small things but these are impacting our freedom of religion this is you know the the west is big on freedom of religion that's one of the big things we are proud of so why should we change our very fundamental way of practicing uh, just because of ignorance i think that's a very important part and i think we can come to it later but what what we should also discuss about is how in some ways the the time to tackle it is now because um these uh, you know with the with the with, with as we become a digital world this information has spread wide and has gone to places where people may not have been otherwise exposed to it and you no longer have the personal connection you know it's no longer just restricted to people who had a familial connection to this horrible the horrible holocaust and the incidents that happened but now it's people who have no connection with the holocaust but they've googled it and it google has told them that this is an evil symbol so they're not going to change their minds unless there's a lot of effort put into changing their minds yeah, and they're not going I, to react I, in a nuanced way yeah i agree with you and and the problem with this is that educating people is is a is a remarkably tough process uh, i say this as someone who tries to <laughs> educate people if, because people tend to make up their mind and then they try to look for things that uh, basically you know give solace to their preconceived biases not that we are all biased in our own ways but but the point is this is just a historical fact and and you cannot be in the position where a historical fact has to change because somebody's sentiments are hurt and there has to be a proper way of doing it obviously you know you cannot be nonchalant and 
like if I was to talk to a Jewish person, right? And they would see the symbol in my house. Let's say I have a Jewish friend who comes to my house and they see swastikas all over the place. They'd be like, it's, it's a natural reaction. And I don't, first of all, we should not take offense to that person being shocked. That, that should be the first reaction of us as people who are inviting them to our house. The second should be, they also should be open-minded enough to realize that there are other cultures. So, but now let's talk about this, right? So, so you sent me this tweet of my favorite personality of the year. Uh, someone who I love so much and I have so much affection for that I even made a t-shirt for her. I mean, that's much, that's how, how much lo I love her. So she says, the great lady Teja, I will never call her by her name. One other development is that Nazism also inspired early Hindu nationalists. So, at times, the swastika is used in India in a somewhat ambiguous sense. But most of the time, the Indian swastika is the positive symbol. Behen. Isko, isko, is bandi ko kisne kata hai? Mere ko ye krishna poochna hai kisi ko. Kaun negative sense mein use kar raha hai isko India mein? Heil Hitler kaun kar raha hai idhar bat ke? Yeah, notice the words ambiguous in Indian. So this is why I'm saying this is not just a diaspora issue. If she can yeah. get away with statements like ambiguous in India, she didn't say ambiguous around the world. That's why I sent you that tweet. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so we, we did a counter so just, to that Just tweet. one point, Nikhuj. Oh. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to thank you guys for sending me because I have blocked her before she blocked me because I find her so irritating. Like She's repulsive to my inner core, which is why I made a t-shirt for her. Everybody go buy that t-shirt. Come say, mujhe to paise banane do swarat se. Or to kuch nahi. But the point is, this is my question to you, Nikunj. It's a serious philosophical conundrum. And now, now let's get into the serious stuff. Uh, as a student of philosophy, this is, this is a genuine problem. Symbols vary. It might mean completely different things to different people. So what do we do? As a community, Nikunj, in that case. So I'll give you another example. And we were talking about this offline. I was anyways going to bring this story when we were going to be online about the Bhagavad Gita, right? Now, these crazy cuckoo people, they started quoting the Bhagavad Gita. So, so I know, you know, so the whole idea was that Bhagavad Gita ka message is message. It's not like Hindu philosophy does not talk about the Sharir. I mean, there is Laukika, there is Parmarthika, or by Hindu ki tumne sari monopoly le liye. Bhai, humare dhese charvak bhi hum. Charvak kehte hain ki shariri atman hai. Toh mein bhi bolta hoon. Mera bhi Hindu take hai na. Toh yeah. meri take kyo nahi valid hai. Exactly. But that's not the issue here. The issue is ki bhai Hitler ke kisi kone mein bethe huye. Kisi khote ne. Uh, khota means bevokuf in Punjabi. Uh, so kisi bevokuf ne bol diya ki nahi. Yeh Hindu philosophy hai. The Hindu philosophy basically says. That you know. Your body doesn't matter. Your soul matters. Your soul Atman bhi nahi use kiya, soul use kiya. So the context also changes there. But theek hai. Chala, I'll use their understanding. So you're born again. So go kill people. Abhe paagal hai kya? <laughs> and then, Hitler did this. He used Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita bad. Huh? Hitler used car. Hitler used food. Stop eating. I mean, what kind of... Are we in kindergarten now, Nikunj? It's, this is the problem. So there's a word, there's a phrase called Western universalism. Okay. So I want to yeah, start Rajiv, with that. Right? Rajiv Malotraji talks about, about in being different. About 
because for the Western world, whatever their lens is, is always the valid point. Okay, so swastika is ex is a very good example of Western universalism, where you can take whatever you want. Dunia mein jo bhi chalta hai, you can just take whatever you want and just call it whatever you like. Okay, and then that is when it comes from a white person, it becomes a valid truth. When it comes from the Western world, it becomes valid truth. And you see this with yoga. You see this with vegetarianism. You know. If you talk, say I'm vegetarian, you're Brahminical, patriarchal, okay? But some white lady doing yoga in yoga pants and you know sipping away chai latte and is like a vegetarian vegan person is like the epitome of sort of like progressive Western. Can, can I just say, huh? people should be jailed for saying chai latte. <laughs> <laughs> They should be sent to jail. No, the Abhe, chai chai is... bol raha hai, basically usko. No, chai tea latte. That's what they call it, chai tea latte. So, <laughs> but anyways, the reason I bring that up is because coming back to swastika, this is what has happened. See, the Hindus and India as a as a civilization did not emphasize its own narrative. First of all, we only became independent 70 years ago, let's say 70 plus years ago. Uh, because we were subjugated by a foreign power, we never had access to our own narrative. So when a foreign power, whether it's a British or German or somebody else, American, says that this is how the world looks like, we were not able to counter that right and they made the they dictated the rules they had the media they had the translation and they said well this is swastika so then that became in the west we have people who say this is a universal symbol of hatred what the hell how is that a universal symbol of hatred how, how that's what i'm saying so universally this idea of western universalism is really applies to swastika now what ends up happening is let's come to hitler This what what you just mentioned. I challenge anybody to give me that exam that that um, you know a source, because yes, while Hitler had someone who was a Hindu in his like circle, uh, he you know he obviously knew about different cultures. Joby, all of those things are fine. However, every single reference that you find in his work in the work of Nazis very very closely relates to Christianity. Most people don't want to talk about that because of the fact that you are now conflating Christianity. The the you you know you're not now there's no perversion of a foreign religion. Now there's a perversion of a local religion. It's a local religion of the the German people. I mean, for example, if somebody wants to, you know, motivate people in a country, he or she will use what the local customs are. Okay. So when you are talking about motivating German people to stand up against Jews, you're going to use the Christian symbolism, especially Protestant symbolism, and you're going to say these are the bad people who have you know killed Jesus or whatever you know those type the the blood libel all these different things you'll use to demonize a group of people. And this is not I'm not saying this the Jewish people the Holocaust Museum uh, various uh, or, you know Jewish organizations have actually documented this information. So it's not like some Hindu coming up with this. Why would somebody bring in a foreign symbol that nobody recognizes? It's like me coming in into like a, a Latin American country and going around and, and saying, "Hey, Om is the right symbol." No, Brazil is the largest Catholic country in the world. <laughs> you have, you know, churches. You have the big Jesus statue in Rio. You know, Christian symbolism is everywhere. So you cannot introduce a foreign symbol and then expect the local people to agree and rally behind you. संडे स्पेशली हॉलिडे क्यों है भाई संडे हॉलिडे क्यों है हाँ संडे होलीडे बहुत सारी चीजें ऐसी है जो लोगों को पता नहीं चलती कि ये फॉरेन सिंबल न
वहां का जो लोकल सिंबल है क्रिश्चियन क्रॉस और उसकी हिस्ट्री भी है मैंने कहा ना जर्मन absolutely sound now what hitler does with it and then he comes with like crazy cuckoo ideas uh, around it that's not my problem now when the the first uh, atomic uh, blast or test that happened i forgot that guy's name oppenheimer he all, yeah oppenheimer usne abhi ek bhagavad gita ka verse chep diya to kya matlab bhagavad gita ka verse chepne se to kya atomic blast ho jate hain matlab there has to be a limit right uh, my my whole point was that even if somebody used it so what i mean people yeah people use common things all the time daud ibrahim a very well known person when it comes to bad things in india also uses a cell phone mai kya karu is my point yeah so i i think the, the you know the holocaust is the worst absolutely worst recorded uh, genocide in modern times and that's the scale was just astonishing um, you know so i think that is why unfortunately people in the west treat this symbol with more horror uh, but a lot of it is the fact that you know they were able to quickly co-opt the symbol of a faith that was halfway across the world and had nothing to do with it and the faiths because the faiths it was sacred to buddhism jainism hinduism they were all still in the states of being colonized right um, or barely coming out of it so they were not in a state to protest so you know they were looking for a scapegoat and they found it you know the holocaust is uni- is uniquely horrible so i think there is no there is no um at least for us there is no prob- uh, there is no problem in acknowledging that but what we say is that even more fundamentally hitler was not using the swastika yes and then in general whether he did or not other symbols like you pointed out do get rescued from the horrible associations that they've had so again why is the swastika uniquely being targeted um even though the holocaust was of course the worst and that is not something we would ever question and interestingly enough you will find a lot of mainstream jewish organizations in the west are willing to have a conversation educate and understand obviously many many of them cannot get past the visceral reactions that they have to it that's fine but i think the bigger point is like i said in my earlier answer a lot of this is now coming from people with no direct um connection to the holocaust which is normal because you know the it has been several several decades and if you take the biggest of the new generation that's coming up doesn't have the evil is not even willing to understand the nuance around it want to draw attention to how we get our education in the world so google translate right and uh, nikunj uh, mentioned it in his paper other people have mentioned it so a lot of us depend on google translate for anything so if you go into google translate and you type in the word hakan you get hooked if you type in the word cruise you get cross so good enough right if you are doing a english to german translation but if you type in the word hakan cruise it comes out as swastika 
what happened what happened to the algorithm here right obviously there is some kind of an intervention that has been done here if it was purely algorithmic you should get huck and cruise uh, hooked cross even but you get hooked when you do huck and you get cruise when cross when you do cruise but when you combine the two you get swastika it's just like what so imagine two generations down when all of this nuance has been lost nobody's around to talk for two generations you've had people using google translate or whatever the mock you know version of that is how are you going to convince anybody that the at there was a time in history not so long ago when the swastika was not considered the hooked cross and had a very very different meaning which is why it becomes so important to raise these issues before they become more and more set in stone before laws get passed in state after state country after country because at that point you are battling a law and you're no longer appealing like you think about it if you are doing if you're a school teacher you are going to follow the law you are not going to get into the history of every little thing you are asked to do that's not a feasible ask of a cop on the beat a policeman teaching a class an educator implementing thousands of laws so that is why you need to act before these things become law after yeah. that it's kind of silly to say go around educating millions of people to disregard a law that's not practical yeah so kushal i'll give you an example on oh, no, i just went to the web our website and i'm going to read you this is from the us holocaust museum okay oh you want to share it you can share the screen if you want to okay let me try that yeah because it will be better so that ah. everybody can watch it yeah yeah let me do that one second yeah. and kushal i also screen option i also sent you a a screenshot of that facebook i was chat i was telling you about would love for you oh, to yeah, see i just got it i'll, I'll put it up that again shows you why this is not a, a diaspora issue alone this is going to come back to bite hindus there you go Declare, okay so here's yeah, a yeah. here's so this is what we this is the article that we have on our website on uh, swastikas not hawking crows here's the german church and the nazis the heading okay so if you look at this right from here first of all remember i was telling you the different symbols So here mm-hmm. are the swast the words Christian Kreuz, Hakan Kreuz, Ritter Kreuz, Balkan Kreuz, Winkel Kreuz, Krum Kreuz. You see that all of these are cross, nothing to do with swastika. Now, mm-hmm. and here's the here's the Ritter Kreuz, which is the Knight's Cross. You see this Christian? This is a cross with the hook cross inside. You see mm-hmm. that? So nothing to do again with swastika. Now let's talk about this. There's museums in Germany that have these words. So you see this Christus Kreuz, Kreuz und Hakan Kreuz. Mm-hmm. There is no Christian Christus Christ und Swastika. This was a Protestant periodical which supported mm-hmm. Hitler. Then there is this book here, Christian Kreuz und Hakan Kreuz. You see this? Another mm-hmm. book. Then now here's a Holocaust museum that talks about how the Germans actually saw Hitler's hook cross as very Christian. According to this museum, Article 24 of the Nazi Party platform said, "The party as such opposes the point of view of a positive Christianity." without tying itself confessionally to any confession it combats the jewish materialistic spirit at home and abroad is convinced that a permanent recovery of our people can only be achieved from within one within on the basis of the common good before the individual group and then the the museum concludes despite the open antisemitism of the statement and its linkages between confessional freedom and a nationalistic racializing understanding of morality many christians in germany at the time read this as an affirmation of christian values how nice okay this is from the german i mean the holocaust museum ye koi hindu ka nahi hai ye holocaust museum ka hai article 24 of the nazi party platform dusra ek aur artery dekho jerhard ye aadmi jo hai na this guy mm-hmm. has written the whole thing again the cross of christ and the and this hakan kreuz do not need to oppose each other 
and we and must not do so, but rather they should stand together. One should not dominate the other, but rather each should maintain its own meaning and significance. Both together, however, the cross of the Christ and the Hakenkreuz admonish us. Remember that you are a German Christian people and should never ever more hold German Christian people and remain so. And then finally, the Reich Concordat in 1933 was signed by the Vatican and the Nazis. The Reich Concordat, 1933. Here is the Vatican ambassador, Cesar Orsenigo, mm -hmm. meeting Hitler after, two years after he seized the power. So this entire article, and then remember I was telling you about the Aryan Christ. So there is a lady named Susanna Heschel in University of Dartmouth. And she has written about this book called The Aryan Jesus, Christian Theologians and the Bible in Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how Jesus I read was... This book. Huh? So it's say they decoupled Jesus from Jewish ancestry and made him into a Aryan Jesus, Aryan Christ. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, and I can go on and on, but the point is to share the idea that the hooked cross is, and the Hakan cross is very much connected to Christianity and nothing to do with Hinduism, Buddhism, or Jainism. Hitler did not use any Bhagavad Gita. He never used any, any of this stuff that is popularly accused. Like, oh, he must have known. Of course, he's not a stupid person. He knew about the world. Okay, but he did not sit there and think about the swastika and say, oh, let me think about swastika. Let me think about ancient Hindus. And let me try to convince 50 million Christians to then adopt Hinduism of some sort. That You can see that from their own uh, proclamations. and, and He would have definitely killed Hindus <laughs> if he had the choice. No, he, so he killed the Romas. Most people think about the Jews, right? The, the, the genocide included the, the Jewish people, the Romas. Uh, you know, LGBTQ mm -hmm. community, many different types of people that were killed under the Holocaust, like the whole idea of the, you know, the persecution under the Jewish, I mean, under the Nazi uh, regime, yep. essentially. Yep. So that, 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 that guy had some crazy ass ideas. I mean, the, the amount of times people talk about that uh, third rated book of his, uh, Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. When I read that book, I was like, this guy is dumb as shit. I mean, I actually had to read the book. First of all, I was so happy that I read his book. I realized how stupid people were at that time. I mean, not that stupid people don't exist today, but this guy was especially stupid. Yeah, he was a very good. He was a propagandist and a very, very good orator who can influence a lot of people. So when you have a mass mentality and when you have a regime that's hell bent on killing people, you will do whatever it takes to in mm -hmm. your own twisted ways. Right. Even 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 he twisted Christianity to his own benefit. <laughs> right, so there, so you know, there's nothing to do with Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. So he basically did a number of uh, on every. He didn't even spare natural selection. He was yes. like, you know what? Let me touch everything and screw everything for everyone around the world, but so that uh, you know, this is like. Uh, so before Trump came and Trump said, right, well, everything woke turns to shit. Everything Hitler touched uh, turns to shit. Uh, well, uh, Hitler's idea was like, let me go around touching everything and destroying it every so that hundred years after I am gone or so, so people just have a uh, an amazingly shitty life where because oh Hitler touched this, this seems to be bad. But okay, so so Pushpita, let me bring this up because I just actually read. Okay, this guy has issues. <laughs> okay, you can read. Yeah, it's it's a little hard to read because it's a very long Facebook post. Um, and again, I don't yeah. think... It... Yeah, just a summary of uh, what this person has to say. I mean, I have no ill will against the person. I'm sure he has bad ideas like everybody does. But 
if you could summarize what this gentleman is trying to yeah, say. Yeah, so this gentleman, he basically started off with a rant about, you know, like a Facebook post on how he's perturbed about this um, Hindu temple coming up in his town. And he's talked, he's in, uh, in the US. And whatever, he goes on the usual stuff about, oh, they're idol worshipping, blah, blah, blah. And that's his main post. But then in the comments, uh, he actually, he was a kind of a strange post. He made a big post and then he's putting big comments on his own post. But um, he has a very lot of language saying, and I want to just read the beginning because it is so alarming. When Hitler and the Nazis needed a spiritual paradigm in order to bewitch the minds of the German people to go along with their plan of exterminating the Jews, they didn't go to the Vatican City to find one. They didn't dig into the Bible at all. Instead, they looked towards India and the Hindu faith. I just want to bring that opening column out. He goes on and on and on. But this is basically reconstructing history as it's even recorded today. Because as Nikunj mentioned earlier, the role of the Pope of the time is well-known, documented, and somewhat controversial. Rather, his silence at the time or his enabling silence. But these blanket statements that are now being made, that, you know, he didn't go into the Bible, which is what he would do, given that what his whole background, he's for some certain reason decided to go to India and the Hindu faith. And then this post goes on to say that it was from the Vedic texts that the that Hitler and company came up with the concept of being part of a master race with the grand purpose of ruling the world. His Thule uh -huh. society was it, it just goes on and on. It's a long, it's a long, long post. And then, of course, he mentions the swastika. Even their symbol. I want to know the... what he's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, these people. I mean, the you know, he made a post so we can we can talk about it and make fun of it and say what is he smoking. But this belief is is fairly you know it, it is not completely out there. And if we don't, one of the reasons we are investing so much time in talking about this reading obscure uh, German literature from world pre-World War II Europe, you know, which is certainly not my idea of fun. Uh, Nikunj obviously has a different way of having fun. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's important because it's amazing that despite recorded history, we are not talking 2000 saal pehle kya hua tha, oral history. We are literally talking about recorded texts in languages that are still spoken, everything that is still understood, things that are on uh, film reels, and you can reorient um, understanding to this extent. So that is what need, everybody needs to be worried about, no matter where they live. And uh, you know, from the Indian political context, the allegations of fascism and Nazism fly thick. So um, this is quite literally an issue that we need to worry about from a simple representation, freedom of religion, and uh, you know, freedom to practice our faith the way we need to practice, no matter where we live, whether it's India, whether it's Australia, US, Europe, Canada, um, could be anywhere. We can't keep playing whack-a-mole, South, South, South America, South Africa, anywhere it could come up. Yeah, let me give you three yeah. examples quickly of why this is important. Example number one, in Brandeis University, there was an Indian student who, stand, who stood up and said, this is my symbol, and this has nothing to do with the you know, Nazis. She was trolled, she was harassed to the point that she had to remove her entire social media presence. And she was basically looked at as a horrible person on campus. Number two, the New York City Police Department on their website has a big section on swastika. And you know what it says? It says this was used, this was an ancient symbol, uh, but then it was misappropriated by Hitler. And today is a symbol of hate. So if you ever see the symbol, 
call 911, which means call the emergency line and report it. Okay. Third example, which recently happened, we were talking about Georgetown. This happened recently at the University of South Florida. A student, uh, you know, basically was accused of this. And I don't know. I don't think it was an Indian student, but it was just like a regular white student uh, who brought in the hooked cross, uh, you know, just painted it somewhere. The multi, here's the irony of this, Kushal. Multicultural department, the multicultural department of University of South Florida issued a policy that essentially disallows people to use swastika. Now imagine Wait, the irony of this. Huh? Multicultural department, department of in, in multiculturalism, which the one that uses you know, policies around diversity, inclusion, etc. They have issued a statement that basically says that the use of swastika is not permitted. Like there's a whole statement on that. Now, why did I bring up these three examples? Because they directly impact people. So somebody in New York City can walk into an apartment, sees this in some Hindu's home. They can call emergency 911 line and all of a sudden a whole bunch of police people show up in their doorstep. By the way, the state of New York has actually banned the display of swastika in public buildings. Most people don't know that. This happened under a different law, which I unfortunately we didn't realize on time. This is the symbol on public buildings, public displays and things like that. And they have used the word swastika in there. Can they show the Christian cross? Right, that's what exactly my point. There's nothing to do with this Christian cross. It just says swastika and, and the noose, which was used by for African Americans uh, in the slavery time and stuff like that, to to hang them, lynch them, things like that. As you can get, there are three things: Confederate flag, the so-called swastika, and the the noose. All these three symbols. Okay. Then the third example I gave you was at Brandeis University, where a student actually went for standing up to say that this is swastika and not nothing to do with with the hook, uh, you know, the Nazi symbol. She was essentially canceled on campus. So, so what if somebody told you that? Mm, I don't know how to put it. So, listen, Nikunj and Pushpita, and Hindus in the West, this symbol is too hyperactive and too 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 damaged, as they they call something damaged goods, right? So, this is a battle that should not be fought. Just let go of the symbol. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because I don't want to leave if yeah. somebody was to say that. If not, they are saying that. When we have okay. conversations with certain communities, they say that this, this symbol is beyond redemption. You cannot, you know, you cannot, you cannot take, you, you cannot re reclaim it. Okay? So we say we never lost it. We are never, this is not our, this is not the symbol that has been used. So there's nothing to reclaim. There is nothing to re, uh, re reclaim. There is nothing to take back. There is nothing to desanitize, okay? Because our symbol was never used. So we never stopped using our symbol and our symbol was never used. So this argument that, oh, now it's too late is flawed from the beginning because it's too late to redeem some other symbol, but not our symbol because we never lost it. So there's no, nothing. We you know, we have never sinned. Why should we be pay, Why should we be going going into redemption? There is nothing to redeem. However, on your point, I want to give you a very very important example, Kushal. In 1940, this argument was used against the Native Americans, and there was a declaration that was passed by four Native American tribes and communities that basically said, 
because we were because this symbol has now been used by another nation we are going to stop using the symbol so native americans were essentially forced by this type of western hegemony to stop using their sacred symbol unka sacred symbol unhone band kar diya istemal karna so okay. I, i guess nowadays no more russian salads then whatever you want to say well because i guess russia bad russian salad bad so there you go like, like i point. said we are back in kindergarten we have grade 2 level of uh, you know listening to kamala harris ukraine small country russia big country big country attack small country big country bad that's what we've that's come like amita bachchan ka dialogue hai vijay hazariya rajay hazariya you know but kushal i want to add one thing there um again i think there is this big tendency to believe that okay let the hindus living abroad give it up but i keep trying to bring it back that you know we are in an interconnected world even if you say hindus abroad need to a culture you know we need to acclimatize we need to be respectful of where we live absolutely but i keep trying to bring it up that this is a global issue and i'll look at japan for a minute so in you know when the uh, when japan was awarded the uh, the the olympics in 2017 2018 there was a lot of discussion about what was going to happen with the swastika because in google maps in japan actually uses the swastika symbol to show holy places you know so if you do a google so so it was, there was a lot of discussion about oh what will happen as all the tourist hordes pour into of course covid killed all those problems were all the white people going to be traumatized right right you know are people going to be horrified that where have they landed have they landed in like a nazi winter wonderland because every time they do a google map search lots of swastikas pop up oh my god so, i'm so stressed <laughs> and there was a lot of debate what was going to happen and unfortunately and i uh, there was a lot of debate that oh this could be an education opportunity because people are coming for olympics japan is like a developed country all of that good stuff but unfortunately even japan caved in and said oh we'll just remove the swastikas or something i think covid rendered the whole discussion moot nobody really poured in for the olympics but that shows the power of why this is not limited to us uk europe i mean japan had to you know much more established country better placed economically um they were also they were also caving in so you you got to have this fight and i have a even more fundamental problem with if we give up the swastika which is a question that comes up a lot right it was so traumatic let's give it up let's be respectful look i'm very respectful and i completely will um spend hours talking to a jewish person and say, you know if i on an individual level absolutely but on an institutional or a group level if you do this you are actually enabling and strengthening those who had the wrong actions in the first place this is the equivalent of saying maine tumhare ghar se you know whatever hira chula chura liya 10 lakh chura liye and i'm just going to keep it now don't take it back no you're strengthening the burglar if you kind of give in and agree to this meaning so everyone who fights for justice should fight for the word to be redeemed uh, if that's the word people want to use because otherwise you are strengthening those who used the symbol you're basically saying that the native american usage of it the japanese usage of it the buddhist usage of it the hindu usage of it counts for nothing the fact that hitler decided to do whatever with it is what must guide us forever and you know henceforth so that's giving him way more power and elevation than he deserves i mean the dude does yeah. not deserve this kind of power over our lives in eternity oh yeah, yeah. he only never deserves our scorn and our hatred that's all yeah. he deserves no hitler never used it and if you want to uh, ban something 
you should be there should be a worldwide movement to ban the Nazi hooked cross and the Nazi symbol of hate, not to ban swastika. And we, Kona, has been working on that. We are willing to work with any organization, Jewish, doesn't matter, non-Jewish, whoever, who wants to come out and say that we will work with you to ban the Nazi symbol of hate, which is the Hakenkreuz. Let's use the right word. People need to use the right word. People use right words for many things. Yep. So why not for this one? Why are you using swastika? Use the Hakenkreuz. It's hard to pronounce, but hey, you know what? English is a funny language like that, as, as Amitabh Bachchan says. It has adopted many, many different words. Whether Look, it's Indian I, I words, come from a very French different pers perspective on this. As a free speech absolutist, I don't want yeah. any symbol to be banned. Sure. You know what? My whole thing is very simple. If your sentiments are hurt, but too bad, get over it. I mean, my sentiments are hurt every single day when I hear religious sermons. When I hear sermons from religion saying, if I don't believe in their God, I'm going to hell. I'm going to ask for a ban on those things too because my sentiments are truly hurt. I find it despicable that they think because I don't believe in their worldview, I'm going to hell. And that too, not a normal hell. This is like garam garam tail being poured on me. I'm being shredded into pieces. I mean, like, what the hell are we talking about? So, I don't know. My whole point is different. My whole point is that why are we so... This entire thing... Again, I, and because you plugged in Rajiv Ji, I think this is a classic case of what not only just Western universalism, which he used to say perfectly. This is one-sided sameness. Yeah. It's like we're all the same, but how? So I will decide the template. Yep. This symbol bad, this word bad, this word good, and we're all the same. See, they are multicultural on paper. Yep. Look, I don't like Putin. But the way the West has gone like crazy cuckoo. Oh, we will not teach Dostoevsky in the University of Milan. That's the whole point. And this is the one-sided sameness. It, it always shows its ugly face in every scenario. And the swastik is just... Abhi ek bacche ka naam swastik hai. Kisi bacche ka naam Aryan hai. थिंग you know, what are we going to create a global safe space for everything? I mean, I don't know how far. And why only certain sentiments, when they are hurt, they matter, Nikunj? Why not others? Exactly my point. That where does the billion Hindus go? You know, where do the billion plus people and the five, the close to other half a billion or more people who live in other parts of the world, where do they go? Who? What about their sentiments? What about their perspectives? They have never done anything wrong. The Hindus have always... Uh, you know, supported the Jewish community. We have actually sheltered the Jewish community within India, right? Whether you look at Gujarat or whether you look at southern parts of India, the Jewish community has thrived. In fact, if you go to Mumbai, in parts of Mumbai, <laughs> the swastika is actually around the synagogue, the, uh, around the Jewish uh, kavad house and stuff like that, right? So it's not that we have always lived in peace and harmony. We have never done anything 
to hurt anybody in that sense. However, this is not our symbol. This is the, the, the Nazi symbol is a Christian cross. It has nothing to do with us. It's a perverted version of the cross that was used by Hitler. So by saying that, you know, oh, words, uh, oh, this is, you should stop using this. Or, oh, by the way, you know, it's hurting sentiment. We never heard anybody's sentiment. So leave us out of this argument. The discussion needs to be happening with communities where between the Jewish and the Christian community to reconcile what has happened. And there are dialogues happening. We know that there are dialogues happening. The Vatican has re released certain docu archives to talk about this stuff around Pope Pius's time, right? So the, the person who said, oh, it has nothing to do with Christianity, that's complete nonsense. This person is sitting in some, you know, cocoon or some well and not reading the world, right? In fact, I was like that too. Back in, before June of 2020, I was like that too. I thought maybe there is something called a Nazi swastika. But then I did deep research to find out, and that's why I'm so vocal about this. Once you learn the truth, you have to pursue the truth. That's what our culture teaches. You know, pursue the, the knowledge and pursue the truth, no matter what comes in your way. So we're not going to give up on this because it's really critical. Once you know the truth, you have to pursue it. So that's yep. what I would say. Yeah. So so let's take a few questions now. Um, so let's start with this. So I this is more of a historical question. Somebody's asked, are there any East Asian or Buddhist organizations which are trying to differentiate the swastika from the hooked cross? Uh, or it is just pretty much a Mahayana thing. No, uh, we are working with with Buddhist organizations uh, in the U.S. and in Canada. So we, our coalition actually has Buddhist, Jain, and Hindu organizations. So all three of us, are, three, three groups, are working together on that. So there are there are uh, you know I would say Sri Lankan Buddhists, there are uh, Indonesian Buddhists, or sorry Thai Buddhists, there are Japanese Buddhists. So Dr. T.K. Nakagaki, who is one of our partners, who has written a book on this, uh, actually it's right here. I don't know if we can see this book, but his book is this one here. It says, The Buddhist Swastika and Hitler's Cross, uh, Rescuing a Symbol of Peace from the Forces of Hate. So there's one. Similarly, there are books. So we have listed that on kona.org slash swastika. So we are working with these types of organizations and, and, and individuals to really change the world. And by the way, there are also Jewish, Jewish people who we are working with. Uh, so there is a group of people who are working on this together. All right. So someone has asked this. Uh, I, I don't know, Pushpita, you can take this because they, I guess they're curious about American politics too. Uh, so they're just saying, just curious, is the reaction to the swastik and the zeal to ban it different among Democrats versus Republicans? For example, is it different in, let's say, the state of Wyoming? Uh, what a state to ask a question for. Of all the states, the most irrelevant state, I mean, the, to all the folks from Wyoming, please, nothing but love, but wow, Wyoming. <laughs> That's got me in a spot. I don't follow Wyoming politics that much. Um, <laughs> Nobody <laughs> follows it. <laughs> um, I think, again, I think many, we have to, it's not so much a party issue. Um, a lot of this has been coming from, you know, uh, and I'm most, I'm generally more scared of people who act in ignorance motivated by good, the so-called missionary impulse. I think I'm very much more scared of that because if somebody's trying to deliberately do you harm, you know what their motivations are. So a lot of people are just thinking, oh, we need to. And, you know, the, the symbol does get used by, uh, you know, it shows up in hate crimes and stuff. The Haken Crows, what what inspired Hitler. So people are like, oh, let's just ban it. Um, and a lot of it. So I haven't seen any particular party affiliation. Um, it's mostly people thinking they're doing something good by trying to ban a hate symbol. But they are not calling the symbol the correct name. 
and they're not understanding the role it played and how you know this is really enabling those who created the problem in the first place versus so i wouldn't say it's a party thing in my opinion but nikund may have a different one no no you're right it's not a party thing it's just see from I mean, i'll give you an example my daughter is you know 11 years old now last year when she was 10 they were learning about you know sort of world history they talked about the holocaust and that's when they talked about swastika so she came right away to my to my to my, to my office and she goes daddy they're talking about swastika and not the hakenkreuz not the hook cross like you were talking about this is hindu phobia and i was shocked my daughter 10 year old telling me this right so so but the point is ke fifth grade se leke fourth fifth grade se leke understanding yahi hai ke you know ye kharab hai swastika kharab hai the you hitler ka symbol hai that's where it starts so from fifth grade people learn this so it's whether you're republican democrat no party etc it doesn't matter you have learned in american history and in schools that this is swastika and therefore it should be a bad symbol but nobody teaches the fact that this is not a swastika this is something called a hooked cross because guy why would they you know why what, what is the reason what, uh, you know one big reason is they don't want to pin the pin the blame on on a religion but they are pinning pin the blame on a religion that is sort of quote unquote harmless you know a bunch of you know, hindus who are casteist and you know poor backward people no look their symbol was used by so this is all part of a a very interesting narrative about a culture that this culture has everything bad you know whether it's caste whether it's swastika whether it's uh, poor people or whether it's look at this government now you know like this you know the the one you shall not name you know talked about how oh by the way the hindu nationalist movement was inspired by nazis oh by the way swastika uh, you know is ambiguously used so there's like this sort of like you know a connection that you know people try to build and paint us in a in a bad way so that's what's really happening it's nothing to do with parties about education yeah and i think also what nikund was talking about his daughter right my daughter also she told me after like three months after the fact i wish she wish it mentioned it when it happened but she said in her seventh grade the teacher was talking about you know the swastika and she actually tried to correct him but teachers don't listen even in us they were like no 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 you don't get it whatever and i wish she had brought it up in the moment she told me 3 months later when she was in a different grade and the teacher had left so you your people are like oh bata dena jab hoga but that's an unrealistic burden to place on a 7th grader a 5th grader assuming that you know I, i don't know i even i was a pretty argumentative student but i couldn't convince my teacher of a lot of things and it's not my job as a student to be teaching all of this it's the job of the grown ups in the society and the institutions to make sure that the teachers and the lawmakers and the police people are working off correct information not a 10 year old trying to correct her teacher or a 7th grader trying to argue in front of class that you know it's not really the swastika it's the hooked cross the power structure is different right your one one child ek ek एक अच्छी होगी या एक बच्चा होगा उनके सामने इतने सारे हैं टीचर भी है उसकी यू नो देयर्स अ पावर स्ट्रक्चर डिफरेंस राइट सो शी वुड नॉट बी एबल टू स्टैंड अप इन दैट सेंस सो वी नीड टू गो इन एंड टॉक अबाउट इट यू नो व्हाट दिस इज अ रियली गुड सजेशन एंड क्वेश्चन आई डोंट नो एनी वन ऑफ यू कैन टेक इट सो समवन हैज रिटन रियली गुड क्वेश्चन अमेजिंग क्वेश्चन कैन इंडियन क्रिश्चियन एंड ज्यूइश रिलीजियस लीडरशिप बी यूज्ड टू प्रेशराइज और मेक पीपल अंडरस्टैंड to change the image of the swastika in the west and around the world that's a really good question i didn't think of it like that ki when christians from india jews from india go and say gadho ye inka symbol hai ye alag hai maybe they would actually listen in that case ha ah, so that is happening there is oh, that good. is happening so yeah, tell me is, about it ha ah, so it is happening so for example 
we, we did a, we have a few series of so I'll give you an example, two examples. Abido, we have been doing a series of these um, interfaith dialogues and stuff. So there are, there's a professor, uh, Dr. Nathan Katz. He has done a lot of work around in the, in the Jewish community. He's also a very expert on India, Hinduism, Jainism, etc. And he knows what, he actually keeps a swastika in his office. Every time, you know, he's also yarmulke wearing Jewish professor, right? So very traditional Jewish professor, but he keeps a swastika in his office because he wants to when people walk in he's shocked that a jewish person keeps the symbol but that's his opportunity to educate so people like him uh, could be good allies and ambassadors for this thing then we have a, a, a very young person who started he did his master's in genocide studies okay and he, two years ago he two or three years ago he came across dr nakagaki's book and the research that we're doing on swastika and guess what in his master's thesis he actually writes about this and the history of the Hakenkreuz and how he actually concludes that the world needs to distinguish between the Hakenkreuz and the swastika because the Very two good. have nothing to do with each other. So slowly, slowly, these types of allies are coming together. Right. And then, of course, if you have uh, even some Christians are willing to work with us to say, hey, this is not the symbol. But there's hesitancy amongst the Christian and the Jewish community because there are deep entrenched pre preconceived understanding. Right. They don't want to change. Many, many don't. Not everybody. Many don't want to change because they say that no matter what you say, this symbol is beyond redemption. And my point is it was never to be redeemed in the first place. So let's not even have that argument. Let's come to the right place. Let's let's denounce the right symbol. Let's denounce the symbol that is actually of hate. And, and you'll find a billion people as your allies. One billion plus people will stand with you and say, yes. You know, Hitler was a bad person, and we, this is a symbol that needs to be denounced. Uh, swastika is not that symbol, but the Hakenkreuz is. So we are trying mm -hmm. to build that uh, awareness amongst those communities and say, if you want to create allies, if you want to change, we have learned history, right? And, and in, in, my, in, my, in my article, towards the end, I talk about Darwin. You talk about natural selection, right? He was thrown in jail, basically, for, mm -hmm. for so many years by the church. So for all his, you know, like later life, he basically was stuck. Oh, Galileo, I'm sorry, not not uh, not Darwin. In yeah, 16, I was like, huh? Sorry, was in 1633, Galileo was actually imprisoned by the church, and spent his the rest of his life under house arrest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it took 300 years for the church to admit that Galileo was actually right. Okay, so when you learn the truth, you have to change yourself, and especially in this today's world with social media, with a lot of awareness. Once you start to learn the facts, you should adjust your understanding. And that doesn't mean that you forget the pain. Of course, the Jewish community went through a lot of pain and we empathize with that. We have actually denounced that, right? But that symbol was not the swastika. So let's use mm -hmm. the right symbol, which is the Hakenkreuz, and then let's educate people. I think through education, through mutual respect and understanding, we can come to a good point and create a better world. A less wor world of less hate, because in trying to denounce hate, you're creating hate against someone else, right? So that's mm -hmm. the issue we face. Yeah, I, and that's the whole thing, right? At the end of the day, you need organizational effort for some something like this, and you need organized efforts uh, at a larger scale too. But eventually, people need to realize that you don't lose your humanity in the process. You don't dehumanize an entire bunch of people. And like I keep saying, you know, this whole Russia-Ukraine crisis, you know, it's shown me a dark side of human beings, especially, especially the state. Uh, 
every time I say, you know, my libertarian leanings every time prove me right. When I see stuff like this going down, there's like, boy, never give the state such power. Because just think about it, man. Nikos, just look at this. A state decides to ban a symbol. The state weaponizes it by using private social media. Yeah. Just look at how big tech is being weaponized right now. Again, I want to repeat. I don't like Vladimir Putin one bit. I am very Pax Americana. Anybody who knows me knows that. I'm pretty Pax Americana when it comes to most things. But boy, am I scared. So tomorrow, they don't like something. They just decide, especially in an interconnected digital world, this symbol is not going to be allowed. And and to Hindus, look, I know seven, around 65 to 70% of my audiences are in India and the rest are outside the diaspora, you know, you guys. But to the 60-70% who listen to this, this one is for you. Before, you know, I asked Pushpita and Nikunj to comment on this. Think beyond your little boundary in India. Because what happens is, and, and this is me chiding Hindi and Hindus, which is why I always tell Hindi and Hindus, stand up for the diaspora. Not a, It should not be a one-way street where the diaspora keeps thinking about India. India also has to think about the diaspora. For example, when Idi Amin butchered Hindus, I am using the word with full responsibility. How many people remember Nehru refused to take them in? How many people remember this? Unko UK ne liya. Unko Canada ne liya. Unko thoda sa America ne liya. India ne apne hi logo ko nahi liya. Hame sharam se mar jana chahiye. And in, in a fight like this, see what happens is, and I'm giving you an average Indian's perspective, right? Nikunj and Pushpita. So try and understand this. Because we मेरा क्या मैं तो जिधर लगाना है लगाता हूं गाड़ी पे लगाता हूं शर्ट पे लगाता हूं पैंट पे लगाता हूं जिधर लगाना है लगाता हूं ना अरे बाजू में मस्जिद होगी उधर भी लगाऊंगा चाबाद हाउस है साउथ बॉम्बे में ताज में होटल के बाजू में उसके बाजू में भी लगाऊंगा कोई कुछ नहीं बोलेगा और वो जू भी समझेगा सो द प्रॉब्लम दैट हैपेंस इज द इंडियंस आर नॉट सीरियसली अंडरस्टैंडिंग व्हाट यू गाइस फेस सो मे बी वी कैन एंड ऑन दिस बोथ ऑफ यू what will be your message to the Indians, Hindus living in India? Pushpita, you go first. Yeah, I think my message is what I've been saying from the beginning that yes, um, but for how, take the long term view, how you know, digital world may India may be if you do the search, you will find the same search. So your living in India will not change your search results. And as these laws get passed, these are all big tech companies based out of the US. So if tomorrow Google or Facebook or something says that, you know, uh, swastika pictures can are hate speech. Aapne puja ki picture lagai, aapne Diwali puja ki, var Lakshmi puja pi, koi bhi puja ki. Aapke puja room mein swastik to hoga hai, right? Aap upload karein, it gets flagged. This is the situation my daughter faced with her teacher magnified a million times over. Good luck with contacting Facebook customer service or, you know, to say, hey, what happened? This is not a swast, this is a, you know, swastik, not a Hakim Cruz, not a hate symbol, whatever. You're never going to get anywhere. Aapko India may be impact hoga in the digital world. But then we also talked about these, uh, these pastors, these professors, activists and all. They are quite deliberately, the reason they don't want to give up, they always mix up swastika and Hakim Cruz's because they want to use 
Hitler's Huck and Cruz to target India, to target Hinduism very clearly. And that is why they will constantly muddy up these waters. They will constantly keep mudding because they can a symbol, a lazy cartoon, a graphic, you can explain that we are very respectful, but they're gone, they're done. So I don't think Indian diaspora and words matter. We have we are paying the price in India civilizationally for not taking proper value of words and concepts in many many different ways. Uh, history So let us at least not let this mistake happen again. Yeah, no, you made all the good points essentially. See, there's we are an Indian civilization. I look at India not as a country, but as a civilization. And as a civilization, we need to have our own narrative. A billion people were colonized, and today we are free in that sense. And we need to take our narrative back, our history, our civilization. So, you know, not just swastika, there's Aryan, right? The whole idea of Aryan invasion, some foreign white people came from outside and colonized the brown people and all this nonsense that goes on. And it has roots in anti-Semitism, uh, anti, you know, sort of like all uh, anti-Hinduism, whatever you want to call it. So we need to take the narrative back, number one. Number two is, as Pushpita, you said, we live in an interconnected world. It's not that people don't travel outside of For example, students. Hai. The largest student emigrated body in America is from India. Right? Australia may be the same thing. Hai. Canada may be a lot of students. Exactly. So when people go, his name is Aryan Patel. Or Aryan Shah. Or you know, Aryan Jobi hai, you know, Aryan Singh, Jobi naam hai. Kal subay, they can say, well, Aryan is a, you know, white person, white rape, white supremacist. So now your name needs to be changed. Abhi aapka mantra hai, swasti na indra vridha shavaha, fir sarve sham swastir bhavatu. Isme sab swasti swasti to hai. Right? So are you going to now remove the, 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 the mantra because someone says this is a bad symbol? Kitani jaga par hum log sacrifice karne wale hai. We need to learn from history because that will, words matter, that will have an impact. And when policies are made by big countries and big giant social media companies, they have a global impact. So tomorrow, as Pushpita said, if Google is going to say that anyone who uploads a picture of Sastika is going to be like, you know, this is flagged as a symbol of hate or your Twitter account is closed because now you have a symbol, you know, your profile picture shows. In fact, some this happened to someone. He put in a act of defiance he put swastika as his profile picture on Facebook. Facebook took his things down. He had to go through customer service and everything to reactivate his profile. Again, this is one Kona member, uh, one of the Kona board members who actually did this. So yes, this is actually the truth. So we cannot let Western universalism govern the entire worldview and push us around as it has happened to Native Americans. I gave you the example of 1940 declaration where the Native Americans essentially said, we will stop using our sacred symbol, which is very sacred to us, because some guy out there decided to use it. They were fed the wrong information. Some guy out there never used their symbol. He used a different symbol that looked like their symbol. So that's what yep. I would say. I agree. And you know, I always say this. These are my words, not the words of Nikunj and Pushpita. Terrorists Allahu Akbar bolte hain. Should we ban those words too? I can show you enough evidence. I don't want it banned because I get it. Words can be twisted. Yeah. People are crazy. 
there is this California caste case, and they say caste is an integral part of Hinduism. Whether it is or it is not, is it the job of the state to tell a religion what is an integral part of that religion? That's question number one. Secondly, would they dare do it with any other religion? Is my question number two. So I guess Hindus need to ask themselves this question too. Again, I'm going to say a few words and then we'll wrap today's podcast. But I want to share this image. So, you know, a friend of mine shared this image with me. And you know, I call this human stupidity 101. So I saw this. So the article is, this is basically the article. Austin's Russian house removes Russian from name Maki amid Ukraine invasion. Okay. And you know, this is what social media does to your brain. It corrupts you. It corrupts you because you get instant gratification and you think by removing the name Russian from the Russian house, you have changed anything. You have not done anything. This will eventually get solved. Then he'll start repainting Russian again. He'll be like, okay, chalo, abhi ho gaya, sabka gussa khatam ho gaya. Look, I get people are angry, people are tribal, people, people behave like tribal. But uh, I know, you know, you know, Omar Bhai from the round cast, uh, I made a tweet and I said, this problem stems from a uniquely Judeo-Christian mindset where you declare something to be the original sin. Yep. Every time the sin changes, but the concept doesn't change. And then somebody has committed the original sin and everybody who is in that bracket is eternally damned. It's a pattern that follows every time. Sometimes it's, it's with the Hakenkreutz, which unfortunately now, you know, entangles everything. So the Nazis committed the original sin there. But all the good symbols that look similar are eternally damned too. You cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater, guys. Because if you're going to do that, then try it with Allahu Akbar. I don't want it. But try it. This is the point. Secondly, on a lighter note, if words don't matter and we should give up on the word, then I demand the Bahasa language to give up on the word Susu. Because in their language, uh, you know, uh, shout out to my dear friend, Papa CJ, who came up with this joke. He's like, I went there and they said, do you want susu? I was like, susu. <laughs> Sir, it is milk. So the point is, words can mean different things in different languages. Look, I, I can be serious all the time, but why I'm trying to make a few jokes here or why I'm trying to make it lighter is... Maybe we should not be so serious in life and maybe we should take all these things a little lightly. Symbols can mean different things to different people. And especially in a case where the original symbol has far more people in absolute numbers, that's point number one. In actual practicing numbers, where they actually use it on a daily basis, it's not like, you know, uh, I am fighting for a symbol that was found in a raw inscription. Not that I would give that up too, but I'm just using it as an idea that, okay, yeah, there was some ancient symbol used by some Hindus seven, ten thousand 10,000 years ago or some tribe 
come on man it's a dead symbol you could give that up it goes taken i still understand that argument here is a symbol that is actively used by a billion plus people of different religious and tribal denominations and because one white guy and i'm sorry to say this i'm not a racist i have white friends but one white guy messed it up and is everybody's like oh my god i'm so tensed you cannot use this na main to karunga so we as people as well me and i would push back on against people who say the russian salad is bad too because it's not first of all russians are human beings we should not be bad to them uh putin's a jackass we should be bad to him that's the whole point tomorrow somebody comes and says you know let's say america goes and you know america loves to give freedom and democracy to the whole world and it goes and invades some country i'm not going to take it out on every american because i don't do that because i'm taught to be better similarly symbols and ideas matter and yes which is why i always say buy rajiv malhotra's one book you should buy is being different everybody go and buy that book one of the best books i read in my life i always give it in my top 10 best books i've ever read he raises very good questions it is about one sided sameness they want you to be the same we are all the same but how you need to ask that question how are we same are we same in the way where we say your symbol to you my symbol to me i use i twisted a quranic verse there is a quranic verse you know in 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 the meccan phase not in the madinan phase where the prophet muhammad says to someone your religion to you my religion to me is an actual verse in the quran you can go and check it so i am maybe using a quranic idea and telling you your symbol to you my symbol to me you know leave me alone and my symbol alone let me live my life you have no right to govern the lives of a billion plus people and tell them what they're supposed to do and if you do that the billion plus people will literally tell you to kiss their ass and you don't want it to go to there that stage but anyways we'll end today's discussion nikunj and pushpita thanks a lot for coming on the podcast thank you for having us namaste thank you for having us namaste all right guys we'll end today's podcast so if you want to check out the work of kona which is the coalition of hindus of north america i have left the link of their website in the description of the podcast you can also go and follow them on twitter uh, i'll leave the link to their twitter handle too um go and check their workout if if you are in north america you can maybe engage with them you can write an email to them you can reach out to them and if you want to support me please subscribe to the charvak podcast youtube channel or you can leave your reviews on itunes and you know go and whatever you are supposed to do on spotify mujhe khud ko nahi malum kya karna hai to main aapko kaise batau and you can also leave a comment on the video or support the channel by becoming a member on youtube or a subscriber on patreon or buy the merch i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care goodbye